For the Lord on the whirlwind is abroad. In the earthquake he has spoken. He has smitten with his thunder, the iron walls asunder, and the gates of brass are broken. Whittier. With bray of the trumpet and roll of the drum, and keen ring the bugle, the cavalry come. Sharp clank the steel scabbards, the bridle chains ring, and foam from the red nostrils the wild chargers fling. Tramp, tramp o'er the greensward that quivers below, scarce held by the curb bit the fierce horses go, and the grim-visaged colonel with ear-rending shout feels forth to the squadrons the order trot out. Francis A. Duravage The Battle of Chancellorville marked the zenith of Confederate good fortune. Immediately afterwards, in June 1863, Lee led the victorious army of northern Virginia into Pennsylvania. The South was now the invader, not the invaded, and its heart beat proudly with hopes of success. But these hopes went down in bloody wreck on July 4th, when word was sent to the world that the high valor of Virginia had failed at last on the field of Gettysburg, and that in the far west Vicksburg had been taken by the army of the silent soldier. At Gettysburg Lee had under him some seventy thousand men, and his opponent Meade about ninety thousand. Both armies were composed mainly of seasoned veterans, trained to the highest point by campaign after campaign and battle after battle, and there was nothing to choose between them as to the fighting power of the rank and file. The Union Army was the larger, yet most of the time it stood on the defensive. For the difference between the generals, Lee and Meade, was greater than could be bridged by twenty thousand men. For three days the battle raged. No other battle of recent times had been so obstinate and so bloody. The victorious Union Army lost a greater percentage in killed and wounded than the Allied armies in England, Germany, and the Netherlands lost at Waterloo. Four of its seven corps suffered each a greater relative loss than befell the world-renowned British infantry in the day they saw the doom of the French emperor. The defeated Confederates at Gettysburg lost relatively as many men as the defeated French at Waterloo, and whereas the French army became a mere rabble, Lee withdrew his formidable soldiery with their courage unbroken, and their fighting power only diminished by the actual losses in the field. The decisive moment of the battle, and perhaps of the whole war, was in the afternoon of the third day when Lee sent forward his choicest troops in the last effort to break the middle of the Union line. The center of the attacking force was Pickett's division, the flower of the Virginia infantry, but many other brigades took part in the assault, and the column all told numbered over fifteen thousand men. At the same time, the Confederates attacked the Union left to create a diversion. The attack was preceded by a terrific cannonade. Lee gathered one hundred and fifteen guns, and opened a fire on the center of the Union line, in response, Hunt, the Union Chief of Artillery and Tyler of the Artillery Reserves, gathered eighty guns on the crest of the gently sloping hill, where attack was threatened. For two hours from one till three the cannonade lasted, and the batteries on both sides suffered severely. In both the Union and Confederate lines, caissons were blown up by the fire.